It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everyone, it's time for another NFL in London podcast. It's week 14. We're a little more baritone as Ryan and I have fighting off the sickness. Uh, yeah, it's been infecting. COVID's back, baby. It's just not. like Zach Wilson. It never existed. It's back. It's yeah. back. Uh, yeah, just like uh, just like Mitch Trubisky back. Um, we'll get yeah. into that. Talk about the TNF games as well. Get into the week 14 picks. It's going to be nasty weather in North America in some places. So that'll affect. Isn't it every week? Every week, I feel like maybe this is the week I should do what I said and just bet the under on all these rain games. Well, it just feels like... yeah, it's going to be pretty nasty. I mean, the Chicago game, if you look at there's quite if you look at the scores, the over-unders and some of them, they're quite low. Um, yeah. So I, I'm actually been looking at that just because, you know, you're not going to chuck the ball up around and the wind's going around. Um, so we'll see. Plus, plus the number of bad quarterbacks that are playing. Yeah. Like you just have to put that into consideration. So many and bad, bad reffing. So you got to add that to the equation, and the algorithm turns out to crap. Okay. Um, you and I thought that uh, Pittsburgh uh, would be able to steamroll a horrible looking game to begin with. You know, just just well, looking at it, it. And actually, well, before the game, yes, yeah, before the, the game, game actually started, actually quite exciting. It was all right. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Bailey Zappi and Bill O'Brien, uh, BFFs forever. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, it, man, Pittsburgh, you could just see it in their fans' faces. Not good. Like, uh, what the hell? I mean, there's so much. I mean, the record, I mean, we're all we're all wondering when that 7-5 and five record was going to get, sh- you know, shot up. And it was the Patriots that did it. <laughs> I know, and Matt Canada's sitting there probably rubbing his hands being like, Oh, yeah, Canada, who's, yeah. Who's the, who's the bad guy now, right? Yeah. And he's sitting there being like, maybe it wasn't my fault. Yeah, this is just a team that I think deserves this. Like, they have been bad all year. They mm-hmm. don't, don't deserve their record. And and the Patriots, I knew like everyone wants to tank, but Bill Belichick's not going to tank. No. Bill Belichick has a plan. And yeah. what he's Because he knows he's going to get fired, but he has a plan. And it's to win in Week 18 against the Jets to knock him out of the top three draft spot. That's Bill Belichick's plan. Yeah. He's sticking to it. And he needed this one. And and they listen, their defense has been playing well all year. And the funny thing is about this game is that apparently in Vegas, like everyone bet the under yeah. on this. It was like a massive under. It was 30 points ever and, under, yeah. Yeah, it was like 30 points. And it was like 21 nothing at the end of the first. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So uh, um, uh, Vegas, once again, just tricks people with this. With just showing these awful games. And Zappi looked great. He's the first quarterback to throw three touchdowns in one yeah. half since Brady. Since Brady. So maybe yeah. maybe the future is bright. And I Zeke. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. It's not. It's as bleak as can be. It's but Zeke looked good. Had 140 yeah. yards and a touchdown. Uh kind of like Hunter Zeke Henry too as well. Hunter Henry. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, it was a good little listen. I there's no such thing as tanking. I know Pats fans are pissed, and that's why it's yeah. funny because they they wanted that loss. But they're going to play hard out, and no, there's no tanking. We saw it every year with the last game yep. of the season where you're like, please lose, and teams win. Like one year, the Falcons lost a me or won a meaningless game, and they dropped like eight spots in the draft. Yeah. And you're just like, oh man, just missed that kick. I'm um, shanking. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of AFC North fans very happy uh, for what the, the Patriots did uh, by taking them down a peg as well. Uh, obviously, you know the Bengals and people like that because it's another loss for Pittsburgh at home. Uh, we're going to get into. Think, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to win another game this year. I don't. Think, I, I can't. I can't imagine them. I mean, if you look at the Mike Tomlin's eyes are bulging so much more and more. You're just sort of looking and, at this guy. You wonder if his head's going to explode. Like just watching all of this stuff. Poor guy. 
And um, I think you're also going to see, like, like the way with what's happened with Belichick. Like, if Tomlin has another bad year, I think people are going to start being like, okay, it's been a while, Mike Tomlin, since we've yeah. really made a big run. Like, he's had some decent regular seasons, but... Like when was the last time Pittsburgh was deep in the playoffs? You know, it no. feels like it's been, and it's all these, and it's all happening to these kind of older defensive coaches that have been with the same teams yeah. that have lost their big. He had Big Ben for fifteen years, so it was everything was golden, right? And yeah. you know, Brady's gone, and you just see that these defensive guys just can't, aren't coping like you think they would. And even though Tomlin always has that thing, like oh, he never has a losing record, but. I think it's even if he gets to nine and eight, I feel like this is a losing record season, a losing season. Yeah, I think so for them. And I mean, obviously, you talk about anyone, anyone would love to have Tomlin. Uh, and it maybe just needs a little shake up, just like Billy B. Uh, let's get into the AFC games this week. Uh, we go to the AFC North where Cleveland is seven and five. It's the weather's going to be nasty. They're three point favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are eight and four. Trevor Lawrence um, injured last week. Lots of injuries for Jacksonville. Man, they went down in a loss. Jacksonville eight and four, Cleveland seven and five, three point favorites. Over under in this one is only thirty point five. The weather is supposed to be absolutely horrific in this one, uh, so it'd be a big running game. Uh, how do you how do you like this one, man? This is well, uh, yeah. I, is Lawrence going to play? Or is he out for sure? We don't. Well, know. I think they're talking. It was a high ankle back. sprain, and they were saying that there's a possibility, but I can't imagine you're still going to come back. You know, there's a chance they're saying he's going to come back. I don't know how effective he would be. Well, I saw that little video of him training. Like he looked like yeah. he was all right. Like he was bouncing around, looked like his ankles much better. Um, I, I, I think Cleveland's gonna win. I, I think yeah. these are the games I think that Cleveland were built for. You know, these low scoring, gross quarterback, backup quarterback battles yeah. between Flacco and Beathard. Um, and I just think it, it, without Trevor Lawrence, I think it's gonna be hard for Jacksonville to move the ball. Um, if he plays. I, I would think I would still take Cleveland on a yeah. I just think the defense could kind of mess them up. This is like they're really the defense is the best at home on like every metric. Yeah. They're, 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 and and again, Flacco, he's, it was fun while he was slinging it for a bit out there last yeah, week. Yeah. He was throwing it around the yard. Yeah. His first game in years, but he looked like way more competent than any other quarterback. He even almost looked as competent as um, like Deshaun Watson half the time. Yeah. You know, he's going to throw a bad Flacco pick. That's what he does. He's old, and he hasn't played in years. So um, I, I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think they, they kind of need this. They're reeling a bit. And at home is perfect remedy going up against a backup quarterback that they can feast on. So um, I'm going to, especially if it's the rain, like being hard, it's going to be real hard to move it. Um, so I'm going to go. I'll go 17 to 14 for Cleveland. A little no, bit of a- 17. No, no, I'll go. I uh, would not the push. I want, I want Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to win outright. Uh, so I'll go, I'll go 20 to 13. 20 to 13. Uh, I've got it 21 to 9 for Cleveland on the same thing. I can't see, you know, with Ridley out, Lawrence, yeah, I just can't see him moving it. And if the weather is going to be absolutely nasty, you know, Cleveland really does stop that run. So it is going to be up to beat hard to go deep. Um, in the rain, and I just can't see it. I think it's going to be a McManus field goal day. Um, uh, so I've got it yet yeah, 21-9. to uh, Browns get the win in this one. Another AFC one where the NFC team, the LA Rams, are starting to play a little better. Matt Stafford connecting. Their running game's going. The Rams are now 6-6, six and six, and they're visiting a Baltimore team who are 9-3. and three. Baltimore still looking strong in the AFC. Baltimore, seven-point favorites in this one. Over under 40.5. Again, weather going to be nasty in Baltimore in this one. The line actually has jumped to seven and a half. Uh, 
So this one, again, big early one, but Baltimore, uh, you know, to get a 10th win would be very big, but LA Rams are not going to make it easy. Yeah, no, and Baltimore hasn't really been a good um, coverer of big spreads mm-hmm. this year. I think they've kept the most games have been really close, come down to the wire. Whenever they've had a big spread prediction, I think they haven't really been able to cover it many times. I think um, so. So I definitely like the Rams to kind of keep this close. I think I, you saw like last week, Puka Nakua went off, even got yeah. injured, came back in, just showing that toughness. You'd like to see more from Cooper Cup. He's still kind of. Doesn't feel like he's back 100%. But with their running game and that offense, you still have Aaron Donald. Um, I think, again, if it's going to be a little nasty, I think Matt Stafford's good enough to kind of keep this close. Um, I think Baltimore wins because I think they're the better defense, the better team. And it's in Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it in is. Baltimore. And it's in Baltimore. So I'm going to give that as advantage. So Stafford on the road is going to find it a bit tough. Um, so I'm going to go. But even though they said Lamar was kind of on the injury report this week, but yeah, we don't really know if it was anything. Yeah. But I think he'll be fine. Um, but in these rain games, I think, again, it's going to be low scoring, kind of ugly. I'm going to go uh, 22 to six, uh, 16 for uh, the the Rams Baltimore. just to cover it. I also have the Rams yeah. to cover it. Um, I think seven points is a lot in this, particularly when it's going to come down to, I think, a lot of a running game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have it 23 to 18, five points. I think that the Rams can keep it close. You know, the defense is there. They're feisty. And, you know, let's not forget Stafford is actually playing quite competitive this year. Um, so he's actually finding some connections. You know, they're, they're a dangerous team. I think they could be dangerous uh, at this record. So 23 to 18, I've got this. Speaking of danger, let's get dangerous as we head to Chicago where the four and eight Bears are hosting Detroit, who are three and a half point favorites Detroit as a nine and three record Detroit almost lost a couple weeks ago to Chicago in the same game uh watching this game and they came back in the last two minutes uh ruined my day TV survived though uh 43 points is the over <laughs> under I'm calling it right away I'm calling a Bears win Bears win uh, oh I like it you know I do I do I can definitely see it I think coming off the buy is huge I think Detroit even against last week, they had that big lead against New yeah. Orleans. And just let New Orleans just come back like, completely. They were lucky to cover. There's just something weird going on in Detroit right now. They're in like a bit of a yeah. lull, even though they're they're yeah. pulling off wins. And Chicago just feels like they they kind of, especially after what happened last week with the, with the that or the last time these two played and they had yeah. that debacle. It's going to be in Chicago this time. Uh, so I, I agree with you. I'm going to go with the Bears to pull off a little upset too at home. Um, I think this is perfect game for that. Like that Bears defense has been playing a lot better. Yeah. I think they're going to make it harder. And if it's going to be cold and gross, that is not Jared Goff's friend. Jared Goff is terrible in cold yeah, weather. Um, and so I, I agree with you. I think Bears could could definitely pull this off, but the, the Lions need this. They're there, especially with the Packers coming on mm-hmm. strong at the at, from behind. So um, I'm going to go. With the Bears to win this twenty-four to twenty-one. Yeah, I, I I got the Bears to win it eighteen to sixteen. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game or a lot of grinding. But you know, it's going to be Justin Fields, and that's what gave Dan Campbell headaches last last time. Was Justin Fields all over the place? You can't prepare for that. Um, being able to connect with DJ Moore, obviously with the weather, it's going to give him more options. Let's hope he doesn't throw any dink balls. But uh, yeah, eighteen to sixteen, I've got it. Bears upset. Uh, what's upsetting is this game. Uh, Carolina is one and eleven. 
New Orleans is five and seven. They're five point favorites in this one. Derek Carr's had like two concussions in two games. <laughs> um, they're five and seven. Uh, New Orleans still getting pretty beat up, but I mean, they're still in it in this division. I don't know. Yeah. 37 and a half points is the over under in this one. Um, Carolina, man, just still inept, still more injuries on this team. Chuba Hubbard's pretty much their only thing that they've got going. Uh, any yeah. chance for Carolina in this at New Orleans? Um, I actually do. I think they can keep it close. I think five and a half to give the way the Saints have been playing to be five and a half point favorites against anyone is, is mm-hmm. wrong. And I think even Carolina, they've been playing teams closer. They're not getting blown out as much, you know, forget the Miami game, but they were kind of in that for a while as well. So, you know, I feel like Bryce Young is playing a bit better. Yeah, like Trooper Hubbard's been good, um, but oof, it's going to be tough. I just have no faith. I think Olave is a bit injured. Yeah. This, 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 New Orleans team just feels lost, and they have a bad coach, but the other team has no coach, so it's, yeah. it's one of those. I think uh, I'm going to go New Orleans to win, but only by three. I think um, I'm going to go 23-20. Um, I just think Carolina – I actually wouldn't be surprised if Carolina pulled off an upset, to be honest with you, but I'm not going down that road again. I did it once, and I was right, and I tried it again. And yeah, I no, I, I can't see that. I mean, you know, Kamara and, and the game – I mean, the defense of – you know, since Lattimore and the injuries in New Orleans, man, they've been getting beat. Like, they used to be able to put up at least a bit of a defense. And now the injuries, you know, have opened them up a bit. Will Bryce Young take advantage of that? No. Uh, I can't see them very scoring. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I in the defense, well, they'll still put pressure on him. I think he's still going to mess it up. As I said, it's just going to be a running back versus running back game. Uh, I've got it 21 to 13. I don't know how Carolina is going to score those 13 points. Um, but... I've got uh, New Orleans to easily cover this one. Uh, another AFC South battle as we go in is Tampa Bay is five and seven. They're heading into Atlanta in Mercedes-Benz Fields, who are six and six, one point favorites in this one. Uh, Mike Evans has been having a hell of another year for himself. You know, a lot of people are looking at Baker saying, hey, he could be a guy we could use. Um, Atlanta at home. Uh, does Baker have any chance against this as Atlanta is starting to get their defense together? Oh, the line started at God. one. It's now two and a half. Yeah, this just feels like one of those anyone could win games. Like you really think Atlanta, like especially you got the division lead, you're in this. But even if you're like Tampa Bay and you're a couple games behind, you're still not out of it. One game in, you're one game yeah. back. So, um, listen, this is a stay away bet wise. I would never touch this game. I don't want anything. I don't even want to look at it half the time. So I'm gonna go with the Falcons to win this. But um, yeah, to me, this is just like a pick them. I think at least with Tampa, you still have Mike Mike Evans, who's just yeah. gone gone beast mode lately. But and and again with I don't I don't know what Ritter is going to do. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to use Bijan a lot. I don't know what Arthur Smith's going to do. There's just too many unknown variables in this game, and this is one of those games where you could just like where you know Carolina or sorry Atlanta could kind of take hold of the division with a big win here. So yeah. I feel like they got to take care of business. So I'm going to go Atlanta to win uh, 20 to 16. Yeah, again, this is a stay away stinker for me. Uh, just yeah. too much. Yeah, this dirty. It's like cleaning a toilet bowl with bare hands. You know, you're like, oh, man, I might have to do it. And it's going to be messy. I don't want to do it. Um, Atlanta, 18 to 15. I just this is just going to be the the stink bowl. Um, I just think Atlanta, I mean, they, they've got if they can keep the running game going and their defenses seems to be the better defense. Just focus on the run. Just pound it. Just pound it, and you should win. Um, because you know Tampa Bay is going to struggle if you keep relentlessly hitting them with that. 18 to 15. 
Man, this AFC battle uh, is going to be a good one. Indianapolis, Minchumania is picking up. They're seven and five. But Cincinnati, don't forget the Jake Browning. Uh, gets a big win for them last mm. week. And people are wondering, hey, maybe Cincinnati can survive. They're six and six. They're at home. Again, the weather will be horrible. 43 and a half is the over under in this one. Um, you know, obviously these guys have played each other recently. Um, but, um, you know, how do you feel about this one? The line has jumped to two and a half now, uh, actually, for the Bengals. It was originally one. Yeah. It's now two and a half for the Bengals. Yeah, I, I like the Bengals. I think, well, again, Browning, the way he played last game was fantastic last game. Like, going yeah. on, go, going, being able to beat Jacksonville on the road. Uh, he's, like, almost perfect. Almost had, like, a perfect game. They got better weapons, I think, and... Indianapolis has just been pulling off these miraculous wins, yeah. you know, with either extra points being missed at the end. And there's always something that's keeping it with overtime bombs. It's just, it, again, this type of playing is not sustainable. So I think the fact that they're on the road, um, Minshew's going to be able to move the ball because everyone could do it on Cincy. But Cincy yeah. showed that even without Burrow, they still got Jamar Chase. They still got T Higgins. They still got Mixon. They got enough weapons. They're at home. They're, this is a big game for them. Everyone's floundering with the Steelers falling. Yep. So this is a must win. And I think the Colts have just had a lot of really lucky, good wins as well. So they're due for kind of a, a fall back to earth game. And I think Minshew kind of struggles in this one, especially in the weather. You could really run Mixon a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So with Jonathan Taylor being out. So I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals to win 23-14. to 14. Ooh. Bit of a bit of a bend there. Uh, I've got them to win twenty-one to eighteen. Uh, I'm with you on this one. I don't. I don't see how Indianapolis is going to stop Joe Mixon uh, and Browning. You know, look at him. And he, he, he. I think everyone is nice, pleasantly surprised, and and so how well he was able to connect with the receivers. And as you said, there's still a lot of talent on that team. The defense is still pugnacious, and I, they're going to make it very difficult for the Colts. Uh, the weather will make it even more difficult. I just said JT being out. I, I just got to give the edge to the Bengals. Twenty-one to eighteen. I have winning it. The final game of our early slate uh, brings us the guy everyone's talking about, MVP, C.J. Stroud. They're seven Stroud and five boys. after losing last week. Three and a half point favorites over the New York Jets. The Jets are four and eight, just trying to hold on ayahuasca, whatever they can. Um, you know, quarterback, maybe Zach wants to play. I don't know if I want to play. Um the Jets are four Listen, eight. He has every right to be yeah. like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I would too, yeah. <laughs> like, I think of all the quarterbacks, don't get me wrong, he's been bad with you, but all the quarterbacks have just been absolutely just thrown. But he, his phone play has been his worst enemy. Yeah. But that's why I am going to take the Jets on an upset win Woo-hoo! this week. I like it for a couple of reasons. I think, I think, um, that Tank Dell injury is bigger than people are going to think it is. Yeah. I think Tank Dell was such a weapon for C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud has been playing well, but he hasn't played against the Jets D yet. And this is a defense with Sauce Gardner, D.J. Reed, that secondary, and that front four that can get at you. And I think they're going to make his life a little bit hell out here. And I think they're going to want to win it for Zach Wilson. I don't know why. Yeah. I think with all the shit that's gone on with Tim Boyle, and now like nobody, nobody wants to play it. And I just think that they're just going to win it for this kid. Like, let's just go out there. Like, what does Zach Wilson have to lose in this game? Right. Yeah. And he just do whatever the fuck he wants. He should just go out there and be like, ah, let's just call plays like they were in like recess. Like, you go up, yeah. turn right, you go deep and just do it that way. Who cares? So I think he's going to play out. I think the defense is going to make Stroud's life really ha- tough. And if the weather's not great, which I'm not sure it will be, um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 2017. The Ooh. Jets with a little upset on on a Houston team that that's going to find it hard to move the ball. I think. I think they're going to find it hard to move the ball, but I think C.J. Stroud is is a differential here. You know, don't forget the fact the kid can't run too as well. I, I just, you know, with the whole thing, you know, I, I could see how you get to find the, the, the light side of this Jets thing. I don't. I, I, I mean, it, it just seems like it's just, <laughs> it's just dark. It's just it's darkening. Dark it's just Aaron darkening. Rodgers yeah. So, um, and MetLife Field, obviously, we all know how horrendous. So, I, I think yeah. a lot of people are going to be conscientious, like, hey, I don't want to tear my ACL or, or MCL in this one. Um, the only way I can see the Jets getting uh, points is, is field goals. I've got an 18 to nine Houston. I, I just don't see, I can't see the jets doing anything against it. Houston sort of smells that momentum. And after that loss, you know, they're like, we gotta get, we gotta get right. Let's get right with the later games. And this one's a great later game. These guys played in Thanksgiving. It wasn't so good uh, for Seattle as they got thumped 30, 31, 13, Seattle, six and six. And they're at home against San Francisco 49 who had the boot on the throat uh, of the Eagles. The last time they're nine and three, they're 10 and a half point favorites in this Ooh. one. 46 and a Ooh. half is the over under. Let's look, look at the way Gino played. I mean, you know, when you look at that Cowboys Eagles game or sorry, Seahawks game last week, um, you know, I think a lot of people because the Cowboys at home, but Gino and company, you know, he had a hell of a mm-hmm. game. He had a, he had a better almost fantasy game than, than Dak did. So, you know, there's obviously something, you know, to be seen there for Seattle and, and being able to score points. Will they be able to do the same thing against the 49ers? Yeah, man. Ten and a half seems crazy, right? Like you got a team fighting for their life in Seattle. Uh, Plus, you also have San Fran, this big emotional win coming off thumping um, thumping uh, Philly after that kind of rematch. So all their, like, they wanted that so badly. So if any time there's due for a little bit of a letdown, it's going to be this game. I still think San Fran wins, but again, yeah, I think you're right. Like the way Gino looked last week, they have the weapons to be able yeah. to score. They're at home, and ten and a half just seems way too much. Um, I, I'm going to go uh, San Fran to win this, um, and a very close one. I think. I think it's going to be like a three point game. So I'm going to okay. go with uh, San Fran. Let's go twenty eight twenty four. San Fran. Yeah, I'm with you on the close. I think that's too much. And, you know, it, they really were able to rally. Uh, and this is something I think San Fran is, is it can struggle with if you get punched in the mouth. Um, you know, if you look at DJ or DK Metcalf, just the slots, the opens, he will have find, obviously the speed he had. The, the 49ers are still weak against that. So you can look for them trying to expo- exploit that. I can't imagine them getting the run going. I've got it seven points. San Fran, 30. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, 23. Yeah. We go in and Joshua Dobbs, everyone was fetting this guy before. Another crapping on him. But Minnesota is six and six, still have a chance in this division. They're three point favorites uh, in this one against Las Vegas. New coach, Aiden O'Connell, bit of a new attitude, but Vegas seems to be slucking right back into where they're going at five and seven. Uh, 40.5 is the over under in this one. It's in Vegas. Um, Justin Jefferson has been practicing. We're not sure what that means if he's going to play. Uh, how do you like this one, uh, Vegas, Minnesota? Yeah, I I think he is going to play. It, it sounds yeah. like he's going to play. Yeah, and it feels like the luster's come off the Josh Dobbs. Uh, yeah. It's been it's been ruined a bit now. It needs a little shake. It needs a little shining. It's been a bit unloved for the last couple of weeks, unkempt. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just I think I think the Raiders can win this. To be honest with you, I just think Joshua Dobbs has been a bit of a mess lately and as much as i did enjoy him i mm-hmm. just think the raiders at least like have the consistency of running the ball with jacobs they have Devonte adams who doesn't matter who is quarterback this guy can just 
ball out. And their D has been playing better, the Raiders. Yeah. And I just think I just think they're a better team than, than Minnesota. Um the quarterback, even Aiden Okado, I thought has probably looked equally as good as Dobbs. Mm-hmm. And they've been playing really hard for the new coach. Like he's really kind of got them playing hard. They're smoking cigars, they're having fun again. Yeah. So coming they're coming off a bye, I think, last week as well. So um they gotta have t- they had time to prepare. So I'm gonna go with the Raiders, a little upset here to win this. Um I'm gonna go. Twenty-six to twenty-three. I, I'm with you on Vegas in terms of they're playing a lot better. I, I think you know, especially with Josh Jacobs. I don't know how they're going to really slow down Vegas. It's going to be sort of a back and forth. I think there'll be a lot of ineptitude and mistakes being made in this. Um, but I have Vegas to cover it. I, I think three points is too much, particularly for Vegas at home. I think Minnesota will win, but Vegas will cover it. I've got it seventeen to fifteen, low scoring, three hmm. points. Vegas covers it. Another cover, and it's disappointing for the L.A. Chargers, who are 5-7. and seven. Coaching issues, lots of issues, not support issues. Big money to Justin Herbert, but not a lot of support around him. Russell Wilson uh, and the Broncos uh, lost their first game after winning six. Uh, Denver 6-6. Six and six. The Chargers are 5-7. and seven. Chargers at home in L.A. Are they home? Uh, Two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one for the Chargers. 44 points is the over-under in this one. Man, the Chargers have been disappointing so far this season. Um, you know, is, are they going to be able to get it together at home or is Russ going to cook on them? Oh man, I bet the Chargers last week on that five and watching <laughs> that game was one of the worst experiences ever when it was six, nothing with like yeah. a quarter and it just kept nothing could go. Like it didn't matter what I think the Patriots averaged last week, like their starting position was, I think on the 12, their own 12, I think yeah. the whole game, it was like literally all it was, it was just like a, it was like a Canadian high school game, just yep. six, six, nothing, uh, no, no, no touchdowns. Uh, no snow. Yeah, that's a snow. Um, I can't trust the Chargers to be perfectly honest with you. I just, I just can't do it. They were, they as much as, uh, you know, Keenan, Keenan Allen's like the only guy that can do anything, you know, Quentin Johnson dropping balls again in big moments like he did last week. They don't play Austin Eckler. He's kind of reducing his touches now. Um, yeah. where they've talked about getting uh, Kelly more touches. So it just feels like a team that's that's absolutely rudderless where where at least you know, um Denver was in it till the end against Houston last week with Russ through mm-hmm. that pick in the end. So and and I think they're still in the battle for this last spot. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Denver just to kind of finally just take Mike uh what take what's his Brandon Staley out back and just yeah. shoot him. Let's just yeah. put this one to bed. The it's ended. Once a, yeah. yeah, the woodshed. Time to go. Uh, so I'm going to go with with the Denver to win 21 to 17. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that, uh, having Eckler on my fantasy team, uh, there's been a lot of questions with the Chargers. And man, you, you know, especially when you give this kid so much money and you're not willing to support the organization around him. You, you just sort of, there's so much that needs to be changed in this team. You know, and, and you talk to our, you know, our friends from San Diego who just hate it. Uh, I, I like Denver to keep this closer than it is. I've got it 20 to 19 for the Chargers. Win by one, but uh, Broncos cover the spread. It's going to be one of those back and forth, ugly AFC West games. But I, I, I can't trust the Chargers with two and a half points. The other nine 25 game is a big AFC matchup. For the Buffalo Bills, who are six and six, but a very dangerous six and six team. Although I think a lot of people would have thought they'd be higher record. They are facing the Kansas City Chiefs, going to Arrowhead. Chiefs are one-point favorites. Tay-Tay, I don't know if she'll be there. Oh, my God. Chiefs are eight and four. Uh, One-and-a-half-point favorites has dropped down to one. 48-and-a-half is the over-under. Bills, 
Uh, heading into KC, uh, man, KC's taking a loss. Both these guys reeling off losses. How's Buffalo going to handle this game? Well, um, probably with another pro Al Qaeda speech. I would oh, well, yes, too. yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> just, you know how we did it nine eleven. The guys in nine eleven, yeah, that's great. What is- you know what the crazy? You know what the funny thing when I read that because it's so dumb. It's such. Yeah. It's it's the dumbest idea I think any coach has ever had in in the history of sports. The, the fact that. He never how- even ran. He never ran this by anybody. Like yeah. he wasn't sitting in bed being like, "Honey, I thought about this. I got I got this really good analogy. What do you yeah. think?" Do you, you know who's really organized? Those nine eleven terrorists. Those guys had some mojo. Yeah, it's just being you know, like there was never just, an inspiration. He, I think. Yeah. But when he thought of it, he probably was just like, "Man, this is gonna kill." Right, you know, this mm, is kill. This, yeah, this, kill. No. this is gonna bring. Yeah, this is gonna bring this. They're gonna re- resonate with this. This is a perfect analogy. Yeah, and no, all of a sudden, thirteen seconds makes so much more sense now. Yeah, like to anyone who thought that was a good idea is also the guy who thought not squibbing it was a good idea and yeah. then playing no defense. But so everything in my life makes a lot more sense now that Sean yeah. McDermott is is thinks the the terrorists are very organized. Uh, yeah. Right, his I, thoughts on Jonestown, Jim Jones. Hey, man, at least yeah. he could throw a party, huh? I got all the yeah. beverages together for everyone. God, yeah, um, yeah. He's going to do a halftime speech on the Israel-Palestine. Uh, oh, wouldn't do it. That's more. what we all need because <laughs> social media is not a rift with it. Um, yeah. I I don't know what this does, right? Like, I don't know if this galvanizes the team where they're just like, all right, this our coach just got humiliated. And this is kind of old news where this has happened three years ago and they probably still make fun of him over it. Yeah. About. So um, I don't know if this galvanizes the team and it makes them be like, let's go out there and play. Um, there's a couple of things. I think the Chiefs are in a, in a bit of a rough spot, but they got a lot of injuries. Uh, they got a left, new left tackle starting his first game. Their safety's out. Their middle linebacker's out. Um, and Isaiah Pacheco's out now. Yeah. So Pacheco's out for the game. So it, it's a lot to overcome. And I think the Bills' offense is looking good. I think if Pacheco played, I probably would have picked the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Sean McDermott's going to like blow this, but I think the Bills' offense the last two weeks has looked like they're back. And I think with all the injuries in Kansas City, Buffalo coming off that devastating loss in Philly, having to buy to prepare, mm-hmm. you know, having the extra bit of time. And and then especially after Kansas City coming off a rough game where they, they lost some people. And um, so I'm going to go with the Bills to win this. I think that this Kansas City defense is is definitely vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think Josh Allen is playing peak Josh Allen, where they're just like, dude, get us into the playoffs. Do what you want. I think they've gone just full like tilt. With mm-hmm. Josh Allen now, and uh, I think it's going to work out. And I think so. I'm going to go uh, 27 uh, to 23. Bills win. Ooh, I mean, look, the, if the Bills continue on, they could be the most dangerous team getting into the playoffs. <laughs> They'll scrape scrape in, but you know, obviously, once they're in, it could be trouble. I think with watching everyone in the AFC go down, it's obviously benefiting for the Bills. You know, sort of seeing the healthiness of it. You know. Whether or not they're going to have a win or a jihad tomorrow, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think they probably want to blow things up. I don't know if that's a good call. Yeah, there's going to be, there's hey. going to be so many. Yeah, yeah there were so many uh, jokes. But um, look, it, I think I originally had the Chiefs to win this one by about one, just because I figured there was so much going on in the Buffalo. But now with the injury list, and as, as to your point about the motivation, you know, I think that that um, I think that that might give them a bit. 
there is going to be the Chiefs, you know, the, the Chiefs too have been dropping a lot of balls. And Travis Kelsey's been looking older this year. Like, yeah, uh, he's finally looking old. That's you're starting, to tight you're starting to see just him not having that step as much. And, you know, you can see it with Gronk. Um, so, you know, obviously, he, he, Rashi Rice, you're just going to rely on him. The weather's going to be crap again, too. So you do have to rely. If it's going to be snowy, it's going to be a running game. Um, and I, I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I got it 26 to 25. Um, but mm. uh, another bold high scoring teams, I've got Buffalo by one. We had in the big game. Uh, it is the battle of the NFC East as the Philadelphia Eagles visit the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are three and a half point favorites in this one. Um, Philadelphia is 10 and two. Dallas is nine and three. Dallas, uh, with a vic- victory here, could really set something in their division. 52 points is the over under three and a half for Dallas at home. Is this too much, Ryan? Yeah, I, this is a tough one because it goes, it has my one thing that I love um, most of all. It's a team that got humiliated, mm-hmm. always plays better than next week. And that seems to just always be the case. Yeah. Philly last week got just humiliated by San Fran. And Dallas is now looking like that. But this is such how many times have we been here with Dallas yeah. doing this? Oh, doesn't Dallas look good? Oh, Super Bowl, they're Super Bowl contenders, Dak MVP. And then he just shits the bag. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they're gonna put up 40 on Philly. I think they they've been doing this against some all right D. Again, for me, it's like I can't just I'm not gonna jump on to I, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I'm gonna go with yeah. the team that's a bit more who's done it before, who's kind of I think a better team they got more weapons and but the only thing I'm a little concerned is that Jalen Hurts is injury um yeah. but I just don't see Dak's not gonna go around throwing it I don't think he's gonna throw for like 400 yards and four touchdowns and win the MVP I think he has a he could have a tough game I think they're gonna be able to get to him mm-hmm. um and I just I just I'm gonna go with Philly I, I don't like it when T gets humid I think everyone's Dallas is feeling themselves off of what Mm-hmm. beating just giving up 36 to Gino last yeah. week like it wasn't like oh wow they thumped Seattle they barely beat Seattle so yeah yeah they're scoring 40 at home but I just don't see it this week I still don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game but I'm gonna go 30 to 28 for the Eagles I have the exact same score but for the Cowboys um yeah. I think it's gonna be one of those ones I mean like the Jalen Hurts thing is going to is going to be the, the one of the factors because not having him be able to scoot as much is going to really affect their game because Dallas knows okay they've they've got a good defense they can try to limit them. Um, whatever it is, I don't see any of these teams winning winning the Super Bowl. But you know this, they're going to go very far and choke each other out. Um, I still have Dallas to win thirty to twenty eight. I think that Dallas gets a big lead. Philly comes back. Dallas regains it. Philly tries, but they can't get it. Thirty to twenty eight. We have two games on Monday night. You're like, wow, how did we get so lucky? And then you see the game, you're (laughs) like, are we that lucky? Versus Tennessee Titans. Everything's been gone wrong. The fire sale hasn't gone right. Four and eight is the Tennessee Titans. They're visiting a Miami team who is nine and three, leading the AFC uh, East. uh, Miami's 13-point favorites in this one. Takes off at 115 in the morning. 46 and a half is the over-under. Miami, of course, has been hard-knocking it uh, across the TV now. Um... Yeah, so uh, Tennessee, do they have any chance against Miami? I mean, I can't pick Tennessee. They just don't cover anymore. Yeah. They just don't. Like, every game you're watching them, like, they should have beat like, uh, Indianapolis last week, and they couldn't do it. They just, again, they don't have the weapons to keep up with, with Miami. Um, is it in Miami? It, doesn't really it is in Miami, yes. And Miami plays great in Miami, yeah. right? They just, and Tyreek's just 
I don't understand why they keep any coach plays man coverage on Tyree Kill. Yeah. It just it boggles to my lose. mind that still, <laughs> that, that, that teams do it because it happened and it's just these throw ups by Tua yeah. that are just these. And listen, Tua has been great. This whole team has been great. So again, this is a little easy schedule, and then their last three games, Miami is like uh, I think it's Baltimore, Buffalo. Dallas. Yeah, tough. Yeah. So that's going to be the three. So they're going to, I think they're just going to take care of the garbage like they've been doing all year. And that's why yeah. they're in first place. And that's why Buffalo isn't because Buffalo had a chance to take out the trash and they tripped and it yeah. fell all over them. So um, I, I think Miami just takes care of business. I think Tennessee has no business even being in this game. Um, I'm going to go Miami 35 to 20. Ooh, you can give them 20 points. I've got it 40 to 10. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, it's going to be one of those ones that could be ugly. You know, it gets even worse than this. That Tennessee just doesn't have that stop ability. You, you don't have the secondary to stop. And geez, once I get behind them, I mean, you know, I, I think they're going to mix it up a bit here. I just see this getting really ugly, you know, at home um, and getting chippy because Miami's just going to beat them up so bad. 40 to 10. Final game. Uh, you're like, oh, what should I watch uh, if I'm staying up at one in the morning on Tuesday? Uh, the other one is Green Bay Packers at New York Giants, which would have been a good game 15 yeah. years ago. Packers are 6-6. Six and six. Jordan Love is looking a lot better than he did in the first couple weeks. Uh, but hey, hey, how you doing? Huh? It's uh, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> They're 40. Hey, New York Giants. Uh, little Cutlets there has been getting some little victories for them, but, you know, keeping them in it. Uh, six and a half point favorites for the Packers, although the over-under is 36 and a half. Um, really? Yeah. So they don't. Vegas does not think uh, there'll be much points scored here, but also that uh, Green Bay should have them. Six and a half is that a lot against New York Giants at home? Not really. I think. I think again, this is the time of year where I just think you want to be the hot team. And Green Bay, like like you said with Buffalo, is Green Bay is going to be the team you're not going to want to play if they keep playing like this. That's the key. Like Jordan Love is great. Like you can't deny that Kansas City game. He just yeah. poised. Just throwing Rogers S passes like off his back foot into tight windows. He just, you know, the Aaron Jones is kind of getting healthier. So they're a team you definitely don't want to beat. I think, you know, David DeVito has been a fun story. The Italian, I love all the Italian stuff, the the the, the Rocky stuff. Everything about Tommy DeVito is hilarious. And, and that's why um I'm I'm gonna go with Green Bay. I just think they're a better team, the hot team. Yeah. I just don't DeVito's fine, but he's you know, that. Green Bay, Rashad Gary can really make his life hell. And, you know, Saquon just hasn't really been the same. And again, when there's no threat from the quarterback, Saquon just gets swallowed up. Yeah. And it's been really hard for him. So um, I think Green Bay just kind of takes care of business. Um, I'm going to go 23 uh, to 10. Wow. I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, it, the Packers have looked better. Uh, and Jordan Love has looked a lot better than the no-look passes he was chucking the first couple weeks. He's got more poise. He's starting to look like a better quarterback. Um, but again, this is still a, a battle of two teams. I don't see going anywhere. Uh, that being said, though, I, th- I think the Packers have more strength uh, against uh, the Giants because I, I just don't see how the Giants can really score. Aside from Saquon, as you said, it's going to be very difficult for them to connect. You know, the Packers secondary hasn't been that great, but at least they'll put enough pressure on them. So I've got Packers to win this one. Cover. Yeah, you picked. You picked the Packers. You yeah. finally picked the Packers. I've been sick Yay. all week. I've been sick all week. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a sweat. But you're, not, um, you're not yourself. You're not yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. I still I still don't think they're going to win, but they're playing the Giants. They're playing the friggin' Giants. Yeah. So. <laughs> that is it, folks, for our Week 14 predictions. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I uh, hope you're staying nice and warm. Get all your Christmas shopping done. And, hey, if you're looking to give uh, a Christmas gift, give them this podcast. Also, big shout-out to Nick Foles. 
who just won a golden pickleball. Yeah, pickleball. pickleball. I read about that today. Yeah, he's <laughs> like a Super Bowl ring, and he's a pickleball champ. So is there anything this guy can't do? There's lots. Folks, thanks for listening. Stay, stay a starting quarterback. Stay a starting quarterback. Stay healthy. Thanks a lot, folks. Have a good one.